Welcome to Sure Jan Podcast. I'm your host, Janice M., where we'll be talking about what it's like being single and dating in your 20s and 30s. So let's get some wine and popcorn and get real about what it's really like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sure Jan Podcast. I'm your host, Janice M. Now, everyone out there is having an amazing day, amazing week. And if you aren't, I am sending you positive, positive vibes. What's going on, everybody? I am so sorry that this episode is so freaking delayed. Um, this week has been a lot, and I try to do it like this morning. I was way too fucking hungover, so you guys are gonna get this episode very late. Um, I apologize, but I promise this is gonna be a really good episode. I have a great guest that I had on the show, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to know him. Okay, so I did hint that it was a male that I was going to be interviewing in this episode. So his name is Anthony. He is a stand-up comedian. He's literally um, performed all around the world. And Anthony has a pretty interesting dating story. So he is originally from Australia. And he moved to London. And what drew me to him was he went on 53 dates in a matter of nine months and I was like holy shit I need to know your story I yes let's set this shit up like let's do it give me your availability let's do this shit and honestly our conversation was so great you guys are gonna love Anthony he's just he's just such a sweetheart and he's super fucking funny so without further ado uh check out my episode with Anthony Hey guys, um, I am here with Anthony. Um, Anthony's been on 53 dates before he found the one. So we're going to kind of talk about his dating journey and just kind of go from there. So um, introduce yourself. Hey, so I, well, my name's Anthony. I'm a stand-up comedian, podcast host, that sort of stuff. But what's interesting for this podcast, I know, is that, so what happened was I was in a 10-year relationship from literally 20 to 30. It was exactly that decade. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm 35 now. So the internet dating journey, originally I had completely missed it. And I, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend now and everyone was telling me how exciting internet dating would be. It coincided with me moving from Australia to the UK and I quite quickly figured out that internet dating is largely just admin like that's the most the biggest part of internet dating is like trying to manage a calendar and remember people's names and interests and it's a whole ordeal um but because I moved to London in winter and they're quite um less social in winter it meant that I found it hard to make friends and so what I did instead was just go on tinder dates so I went on as you said 53 first dates there were some second dates in amongst that as well that are not in that number but 53 first dates in nine months so it was about I can't I've used I did the maths once before it was about two or three dates a week for for nine months (laughs) okay well we are gonna get into all of that so I cannot wait to dive right in that um so I feel like your journey I don't know if you've ever seen that movie 27 dresses it's with um Catherine Hegel <laughs> and she's like literally like she's been in 27 weddings and she has all these dresses and then finally like she ends up finding her soulmate I feel like this is your journey but 
<laughs> with yeah. dating and now you found the love. So that's yeah. great. Um, so, all right. So you ended a 10 year relationship and what made you, um, what like kind of made you ready to be like, okay, I'm ready to get back out there. Like, what was your, um, how long did it take you to get to that point? So I would say it was about a year before I left Australia that I, uh, a year after I left Australia, sorry, that I, I moved to the UK. And I would say that whole year in Australia, um, I, I went on a date or two just to like test the waters, but that was mainly friends set it up and it was always, it was very safe, right? Because I knew I was leaving. So there was no point of, it was quite literally just like, what is dating now for you? Yeah. It wasn't until I moved to the UK and then I had, I guess, all of the kid in a candy store of being in a new country and Mm -hmm. Europe, obviously UK and Europe is a lot more um, culturally diverse. So I was meeting people from all over the place in a way that I didn't have access to in Australia, which is quite isolated. And also I had the impetus of, I actually need something to do every night because I don't know anybody here and it's quite hard to make friends as an adult, even like asking, like quite literally going to a workmate and being like, Hey, I think we're, I I think we're getting on and I need friends. Do you want to be here? That feels like I'm yeah. asking them on a date and it feels like <laughs> too high risk for just making a friend. So yeah, <laughs> it, meant, it meant like internet dating was the easiest way to like fill my time because they at least you know they're there for the same reason you are and correct yeah so so um so yeah i uh i think that was really what what made me uh ready to go out again it wasn't really like a time marker or anything it just fit nicely with everything that was happening for me okay so within the 9 months right yeah. that you went on the dates what like top 3 worst dates that you went on Okay, so so one kind of yeah, okay, one one kind of straddles the the nine months. It maybe was a little bit, but anyway, I I went on a date. I went on a number of dates actually. This wasn't just a first date. This was the first person I thought that there may have been a connection with between um the 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 my ex and then my my now wife. Um, yeah. So uh, went on about twelve dates with this girl in about series of maybe 10 weeks nine maybe so it was like Mm -hmm. very very um in retrospect it's a red flag that there were that many dates that quick but again yeah I've been out of the game for 10 years I didn't realize that it's supposed to be spread out I didn't realize like oh why you got so many times to just date me that's a problem you know yeah Um, it's fine it's fine you were new it's fine yeah exactly Exactly. I was a country mouse in a, a brave new world. Um, and so anyway, uh, long story short, th- this woman t- wanted to take me on a surprise date. I thought it was really cool. Um, and it turned out she drove me three hours out of town. She was a doomsday prepper and she was taking me to her uh, cabin. She was preparing for the end of the world. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so that's obviously the craziest of them all. I I, I tell that on stage a lot. I I, Back in the days where it was legal to go on stage and tell people stories for fun, Mm -hmm. um, I would preface this story with like, you know, 
I'm going to tell you that I have the weirdest dating story of all time. And I know that because I look like this as a straight white man, there are going to be a bunch of women in the room who go, mm, it's cute that you think you have something that considers, which is true. Like I completely get that. But then I'd say, look, if, if I tell this story and somebody has a story that is weirder, I'll buy you a beer. And I've told this story all over the world, like hundreds of times, I owe nobody a beer. Oh my God. Okay. So explain to me. So pretty much she had a bunker. Yes. So it was. Okay. So I explain imagine... to me what this bunker looked like. I need to know what this bunker looks so like. I, I guess I, I'm being I'm being a bit liberal with the word bunker. I think what it was was it was in a national park. It was three hours out of uh, out of Melbourne. It was. Um, I imagine it was like a tool shed for the national park where they they kept their tools when they were doing maintenance, that she had mm-hmm. kind of found abandoned and put a lock on and then started. So it was like more like a wooden outhouse. It was probably the size of a small kind of um, a really small city centre flat or a um, large walk-in wardrobe. It was kind of, there was enough space for a double bed and then there was a little bit of floor and then there was shelving. She'd put shelving up around. Well, I mean, I say she put up. She may have found it there with shelving already. But there was shelving all around the side that had, there was like a shelf with all canned food. Um, it was all home brand, like value brand. So she was preparing for the end of the world, but she was oh doing it on a goddamn budget. Um, so there was that. And then there was a bunch of like, literally weapons like baseball bats and knives for like in case oh she had God. to defend herself um and then yeah the, 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 the mattress was on the floor um it was quite dusty and like it's Australian like bush so there were spider webs and stuff like it wasn't oh my God. it wasn't the most inviting looking place in the world <laughs> what like I, I'm just curious is what the like what the fuck did she think like oh yeah this is like a great like this is a great date to take him to this is like awesome let me like introduce you to my world like what the fuck like <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so thrown off by this chick like I, I, I I'm like so you not did you see her after this like what happened after she took you to the state no so uh, <laughs> so um there, there's a couple of things so I have it's interesting, again, because I've told this story a lot, you get to get a lot of reactions to it. And, and there are mm-hmm. people, especially with what's going on now, right, there are people who are like, nah, yeah. she was onto something, you're the idiot. Regardless <laughs> of whether preparing for the end of the world is a good idea or not, independent of that, mm-hmm. the thing that is unforgivable is that you didn't think this was something that you should talk to me about before you show me like it's a lot all at once and the <laughs> fact that you don't realize that there's something not right in your head right um, right that's, that's the first thing uh I think the second thing about it is so you asked kind of what happened so she did say like oh this isn't going how I planned I was like how the fuck did you think this was gonna go <laughs> um, and and she said that she thought like she thought it would be a surprise at first, which obviously it very much was. Um, mm-hmm. And then then she thought that like I would be touched because I was the first person she'd ever showed this to, right? And so she thought I would be touched by the fact that 
she felt comfortable that if the world was ending, she wanted to share that with me. Uh, that's what oh she God. thought in her head. And now there are two things about that. One is that when she said that, there was part of me that goes, wait, actually what that means is there were like 12 dates and nearly three months where if the world ended, you were like, I don't know about you, I'm going it alone, which is also <laughs> not super flattering. Um, and then also, yeah, it was just it was just a bit much. And so... Um, yeah, she had she had thought it would be a romantic thing and would stay the night in the um in the, in the shack and we obviously did not. Um, she drove me home. Uh, she she did as she dropped me off. Ask me never to tell anybody about it. Um, I, I, two Here of we the are. World, Here we are. Yeah, yeah, two of the world telling the show. I just can't go back to Australia. I guess. Okay, like, this is my confusing part, right? I mean, the whole thing is fucking confusing as fuck, but what did she think? You were going to get turned on by the weapons on the wall, the, like, non-brand, like, fucking, like... Well, exactly, like, if you're going to do it, like... If you're going to do it, at least wine and dine, get some fancy tin food. (laughs) Right? Like... Get some, like, actual, like, Green Giant. Like, get me something like that. Like, an yeah. actual brand that's known. Get yeah. me something else. I I am so confused. And I am so with you. Like, if you have these, like, you think, like, the world's going to end and you have this plan, at least let's have a conversation about it so I can feel you out and see, like, if you're actually on board with me. Because, like... Homegirl just drove you three hours to see a yeah. like a like her her doomsday like fucking like shelter place and you're just like uh yeah. did you think something was gonna happen here I don't I don't understand yeah I mean it wasn't a kidnapping but it was kidnappish she's like <laughs> it's like on the border it's yeah. on the border yeah. there yeah and also again it, it is it is quite a hostile. Um, awkward situation because at the end of the day, like it's 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 funny to joke about and talk about now that it happened. But there was a huge part of me that goes, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, and this is clearly not going well, and I clearly don't know this person as well as I thought I did. And so, what happens if she decides this is too big a blow to her ego? Does she? drive away without me there's a wall of weapons that clearly means she's imagined being violent in a way that I wouldn't have expected like there is a moment of like how does this scenario end that I was I was not prepared for in the morning when we got into the car oh my god I just I would to be honest like I probably would like pee my pants because I would have been so petrified that some like same thing. Like if I saw weapons on the wall and she can, t- like, I probably would have like faked it till I make like, Oh my God, this is so great. Like, this is so <laughs> nice. But you know, just so that I'm like, just so that I don't get murdered. So yeah, uh, yeah go, that's so great. Yeah. I, I, there was a moment where I was going through like a Rolodex of, is there a religion that says you can't prepare for the end of the world so I could opt out on religious reasons and yeah. just, you know, not hurt her feelings? I'm really sorry. If it was another way, I would, but my beliefs, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, is, I couldn't you know do what? this one. 
unfortunately like and this is like maybe fucked up to say like sometimes religion can get you out of a lot of shit like oh it's against my religion um no i can't do it i can't go to work on fridays it's against my religion i just can't do it you know like (laughs) i would i would if it was me the big guy upstairs he says i'm sorry my hands are tied don't tie my hands don't get ideas but they aren't they're metaphorically tied I can't do it. Oh my god, that is that's hilarious. I I like thinking of your date. I'm like I can't even. I was like, oh, I I think I have a uh like he buy me a beer because I feel like I have a story. And then I'm the more I'm listening to your story, I'm like, mm, no. I tell you, <laughs> at, at this point, in this point, uh, it, it is. I I I reckon I've told the story on the stage oh version god. of the story over. I'd say over 200 times. It is 200 and 0. It is undefeated. <laughs> it is the goat of weird Tinder dating stories, which I realize is so unfair because the, the, the proportion of weird and scary and fucked up dating mm-hmm. stories that women have to men is completely disproportionate. So the fact that this absolute pistol resistance world beater <laughs> has fallen in the lap of a straight white man it's completely it's unfair i know <laughs> oh my god i'm like <laughs> this is the best best dating story i've ever heard like <laughs> best. okay um okay so you did say that within the nine months um and the 53 dates so you said you did go on second and third dates i know this lady was like the 12 dates did anybody else um besides her you went on like more than one date yeah so so there were so there there were a few um and and there were a few also there, there were a few like high class first dates there was a date that literally lasted a minute um literally it lasted a minute I I uh I walked in and uh, I was bu- buying us drinks um and she said oh why why are you on the apps which really annoyed me to begin with because I think if that is a question that is important to you mm-hmm. I mean personally I think find out if we have a connection before you put all this pressure on it but also if that's not the way you play that's fine but if if that is important to you then don't drag me out of the house without knowing, you know, because if I answer this question wrong now, then the rest of the night is uncomfortable. So she says, (laughs) why are you on the apps? And at that time, I was only planning on on living in London for two years. So I tried to give a diplomatic answer. I said, "Um, look, I'm a romantic at heart. So if I meet the right person, I would not turn away from that. But... I'm also only here on a two-month visa, a two-month, two-year, sorry, two-year visa. Mm-hmm. And so if mm-hmm. I was to fall in love here, that would make things complicated. That's all I said, right? I tried yep. to give the, the most non-answer. And she said, so how old are you again? And I said, 30. And she said, so let me get this straight. Your plan is to go home at 32 and start again, single and alone? And I was like, no, nah, we're done here. We're done here. <laughs> what the fuck? We're done here. I don't need to talk to you anymore. And I, I, I oh quite literally, I quite literally put my drink down and I said, "Look, I think I, I, I don't think we should waste each other's time. I think, um, you know, th- this is enough." And she said, "What? You're leaving?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so. It's just we're, we're not right for each other." And she said, "Oh, so you don't mind if I go and talk to those guys over there?" 
And I said, um, I said, literally, lady, you're a stranger to me right now. So please, I hope you have luck, but you know, I don't care. And um, I left and I got home. And then about a couple of weeks later, she messaged me saying, hey, I, I think we we got off on the wrong foot. Would you like to have another day? And that is yeah. the exact scenario that WhatsApp's block feature is designed for. Oh, my God. Okay, so first of all, like, I, so I'd like to know, I feel like I get what you're saying, like, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on, like, the first date and stuff like that. I feel like when you kind of message somebody on the app, like, kind of, I normally get that answer a lot. Like, what are you like on this app for or whatever? And I, for me personally, I feel like on Tinder, I have no fucking expectations because Tinder is sometimes is a goddamn mess. So, so like for me to be like, yeah, I'm looking for like my Prince Charming or my one true love or something is like really like far-fetched for me to say something like that. So I'm just like, you know, I'm just kind of going with it, just kind of seeing what happens. I really don't have any expectations or whatever, but like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like when you asked that and like, even though like it was uncomfortable, you still answered it. And her response was just kind of like, I'm judging you. Like I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to judge you. And then you're going to leave. Oh, do you mind if I go talk to those two guys? Like, were you scoping them out while we were on this date? Like what the fuck? Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think it's a weird thing because I realize that, I mean, I've spoken to dating coaches on my podcast since then, and all of them say what I did in terms of the way I approached internet dating is low success. They're like, most people aren't going to find somebody and have a connection and, you know, da, 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 da. and you're lucky that it worked out that way, but we would not advise. We'd advise people to go on dates, even if they the first one is a bit blah, a bit bland or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, my experience of internet dating and, and why this are we after the same thing? Are we going to get married one day? Early conversation was annoying to me. It's just that, like, what am I on the apps for? At first, to meet somebody that is interesting to me. Like, if you are interesting to me, that's a box that most people don't tick because, yeah. you know, just most of us aren't interesting to each other and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But so, <laughs> you know, um, the idea that you want me to say that I want to find somebody who's interesting and then whose plans align, and then who we find out we're compatible, and then also have the same life goals, and all of these things that need to line up. That just seems like you're being a bit greedy, man. Like, just first, just be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta see if you connect with somebody first. I just, I feel like it's, it's loads of pressure. Like, you're already feeling a lot of pressure because you're on the first day, you've never met this person before. And it's just, it's a lot. Um, I hate, like I'm a talker, obviously podcast, like love to talk. Um, but I am a talker. So like, I hate it when I'm literally sitting there and I'm the only one that's fucking talking and they're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like, all right. So I literally should have just went on this date by myself because I'm the only one fucking talking here. Yeah. So it's like a game of tennis. You got to get the ball back. You got to give me something to respond <laughs> to, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is freaking wild like and the fact that she had the nerve to be like oh we got off on the wrong foot no bitch you no, got off on the wrong you, foot yeah you don't have any right feet that's no, that's the problem no. here not even at all um so so fast forward how how long was it until you met your current wife right now so like, 
from the dating stuff. Yeah. So, so it was right near the end. I think I, I, I don't remember exactly which number, Um, but it it would have been any like 49 up. It was right, right towards the end. Um, and again, like 52 seems like such a high number, but, but by the end, there was like, you know, much less of the first date stuff. There were more people who were like, oh, we know we're not serious, but also neither of us have anything better to do, maybe. And so it was less mm-hmm. of that. And then, yeah, met met uh, my, my wife. Um, and it is interesting because I think, like, I think we are perfect for each other, but we had a lot of, like, dating and scheduling preferences that don't quite align that could have meant it didn't happen just because like my, my wife plans quite far in advance and I'm a lot more spontaneous and so what what I didn't learn until like quite late into our dating is that early on in our our dating like where we we're going on still first dates and we didn't know where things were going because I would ask I would always ask her if she wanted to do something the week of the thing I wanted to do and she would always plan like two or three weeks ahead and so what she would what she had started doing is blocking out the day that when I ask her hey do you want to do this this week she'd be like no but I've got this like I oh that day I'm not free but I've got this day free and so she always just mm. had a day blocked out which I think like is really cool but it's one of those yeah. sliding door things of like oh if you weren't super prepared our different scheduling would have meant that none of this happened you know Correct. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. So what does she think about this whole, your dating journey has like, well, what's her take on it? I think we had different, but very, like very different and very similar, like uh, experiences in the dating world in that obviously I did mine in a very condensed period of time. I think Mm -hmm. she had done a lot of dating, but over a longer period of time. And I think we've both discussed that actually it's quite nice to have a broad breadth of dating experience because Mm -hmm. if you hadn't then there is always a feeling of like oh maybe there's something better out there whereas when you've been on a heck of a lot of dates even if there is like even if ever in the future you get that doubt of like oh I wonder there there is the reality to cling to of like actually no I've done it I've got a decent enough sample size to know that this is as good as it gets, you know? Um, and so totally get that. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think we both think it's like quite a nice thing to, to, to not worry that the other person hasn't had enough experience to know what the dating world is actually like. And that they're, they're by, I guess that they're not a naive buyer, you know, <laughs> they're not getting into it, not knowing what, what, what it's like. Totally, totally get that. So before your wife and during your your dating um, time, did were there any points like throughout you going on these dates that you felt discouraged, like you didn't want to do this anymore? You kind of were like, all right, I kind of give up. Like, I don't really want to do this. This is just disappointment after disappointment. Yeah, although I would say with the exception of kind of like three absolute horror stories, it was less about the disappointment. Because I guess what I did quite aggressively quite early was just like everybody I was going on a date with was a stranger to me and I didn't really owe them anything and they didn't owe me anything and 
at worst, I, I had company on a night that I otherwise would would have potentially not. And at best, either got a really interesting bad date story or, or you know, have a nice night. And so it wasn't like I had lots of situations where I had bought into the idea that this might be somebody who I'd see more and then nothing eventuated. I would say... I would say the hugest percentage of the dates that I went on, both parties went away and went, you know, fine no. night, not for me. Um, no. Or, or at very least, like I definitely, and this is a hard one to know because I guess societally still a little bit, there is more pressure on the man to follow up than than maybe. Um, and so maybe I'm unaware of it. But for me, it was just like, ah, it, most of them were like, eh, it's fine. I, I wouldn't do it again. And so I never bothered following up and I didn't care, you know? Um, yeah. I would, I would say that there was somewhere, somewhere towards the end. I, I, like I said, the, the first dates kind of slowed down. What I started to think was just like, oh, you know, maybe dating this intensely as a first date experience means that it's impossible for anybody to stand out because you're just bombarded with stimulus. It's like, again, like yeah. in a candy shop and you, there's too many options and it's hard to ever appreciate any of them. Um, as mm-hmm. it turns out, that was completely incorrect. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So looking back now, right, what would you give yourself? Like if you could talk to your like past self, what advice would you give to yourself like going on this journey, knowing what you know now? I think I would. I think it's turned out well enough for me that I'd, I'd do the same thing again. I, I think yeah. again, like I've spoke, I've spoken to dating coaches about it, and they all give me the opposite advice. But for me, I think, I think, again, and and coming at it from having seen my friends do a lot of internet dating and still seeing them and seeing what I did differently to them, which again was unadvised, but I did, is that mm-hmm. I think. One of the things that a lot of people do with internet dating is that they have huge investments and huge hopes on people before they actually get to know each other. And like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've got friends who like they go on one bad they, they go on one date with somebody, and by the time before they even go on the date, they're they're thinking about like how much they're telling me how much they like this person before they even get on that first date. And and you'd know like. Meeting somebody in person versus the texting is a wildly different experience. You can have people you have heaps of energy and heaps of buzz on the text, and then you mm-hmm. get there in person and you're like, "Wait, you're that person? Why? Why yeah. is this not? Why is this not coming off the phone and into real life?" You kind of oh want to. Oh my god, yes. You know, and so I think any early investment for me, I, I think, I think that's what helped me personally was just like keep it keep it uh, super casual and, you know, you are completely within your right to, to, to be courteous, be kind, but you don't owe these people anything and they don't owe you anything. So don't, don't have any of these expectations. And then if you find somebody who excites you and then, and, and you have any kind of connection, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever, then explore that for a bit and, and see how that feels. And, you know, um, again, most most dating experiences will turn out to be nothing because otherwise it would be impossible mm-hmm. to date anybody, right? We're not most oh, of yeah. us are not made for most of us, and that's 
that's fine. And kind of treating it with that kind of playfulness means I think you get less jaded because, because like I said, at, at worst, there, there are a couple of horror stories. But at, besides that, most of the dates were just I spent a night chatting to somebody who I otherwise wouldn't. That's an interesting experience in and of itself. You, you get to learn yeah. about somebody that you would not have spoken to otherwise. And then I went home and they went home and nobody got hurt and that's fine. And that, that's most of the dates. And, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Were any of them one night stands? Yeah, yeah, there were, there were, there were a bunch, of, and and for for completely different reasons and in completely different directions. You know, sometimes there, there were more than one occasion where I think what had happened was the date was fine but uninspiring, and we were mm-hmm. both a bit like, well. We may as well, you know, like nobody was that into it, but also <laughs> may as well. And that there was a bunch of that. Um, there, there were there were some that I'm like, oh, again, also no regrets. Who cares? It happened. Yeah. But like on reflection, wouldn't do that again. There was one like, <laughs> there was one New Year's Eve where I got home. It was the first New Year's Eve where I got to London, and I got home at like two a.m. And then literally somebody I'd not met before but had been messaging was like, oh, I'm in your area at a party and I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like a, a who up sort of message. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, yeah. And then obviously it takes, you know, but on New Year's Eve to get an Uber and to get da-da-da. And I've just got home at like 2.30 a.m. So like um, yeah. by the time they got there, I was like, oh, man, I just, I wish, I wish I could. <laughs> ignore the door you know but I've got housemates oh who won't be happy about it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know but but yeah you learn yeah any okay so anybody did something crazy in the bedroom and like first time you're like what the like that you went on a date with that like threw you off and you're like okay like you're pulling this out now because I've I've been on a date where a guy like pulls out like shit that me and him should have actually talked about and like mm, if I was that's into a this, huge like... consent issue. That's not right. <laughs> that is I not had... right. <laughs> so I had a um, I wasn't older. I'll like tell you this. Like tell me if anything is like triggers any dates of yours. But yeah. I went on a date with this guy and it was an older guy. I would think I was like in my early twenties and we went on a date and then like we ended up going back like got after drinks like after his place whatever nightcap at his place and like obviously we were about to like i would like we were about to have sex and um like he pulled restraints and i was like um yeah maybe yeah, this yeah. is a conversation that we maybe should have had like i literally thought i was gonna get murdered but um yeah, yeah um, no yeah that that is that, that's a hundred percent something that you need to um discuss discuss prior particularly yeah. <laughs> in a first date one night stand situation and the, the fact that because let's be honest the fact that he had them at the ready that means he's done this shit before right <laughs> yes so so it is on somebody there is like a moral obligation on somebody to pull him up and go hang on no 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 you don't you don't surprise me with this shit right this and i was a- like I was like, what's, uh, I'm like, what, what is this? Like, what, what the fuck is happening right now? 
And he's like, yeah, like, this is, you know, I'm totally into this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it was a long time, like, since I got laid prior to that. So I was like, I... I, I guess, like, I guess we can do this. Like, we never talked again after that. Like, that was one and yeah. done. And I never talked to this man after that. But I, like, this is a story. I literally tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I went on a date with a guy and he just fucking pulled restraints out. So, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I hope that there is somebody out there who goes, oh, you're really into being tied up because obviously you wouldn't expect me on a first date without talking to me. Nobody's at them. You're into, and then just ties him up and leaves him on the bed and being like, this is, this is a discussion you should have had with me beforehand. And now as a result, you're being left here. Have a nice night. I tail out. <laughs> Screen fades to black. I- <laughs> Like, um, these are type of stories that like would put me on dateline, like, yeah. like, you know, like show like TV networks that like follow true crime, like literally would base off the story that I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just so, it's so crazy. And I'm just like, why don't, I don't kink shame anybody. Like I'm all yeah. about it. If this is your, if that's your kink, do it up, but make sure that's my, like, I'm into that same kink, you know, like, don't fucking 100%. pull out all these tricks on the first date, like, it's kind of crazy. Uh, and do you know what, I'd go a step further, I don't even give a fuck that it's a first date, you know, if that's what you're into, and it's really what you're into, and you think it'll make things better, people people are dumb at realising that not everybody's into what they're into, so I'll forgive mm-hmm. somebody for not realising that maybe wait a date to talk about it, but at least, at least go, hey, this is the thing I'm into. It's cool if you're not, but would you wanna? That's that's yeah. all it takes. Would you wanna? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No. Like not mid us ha- this happening, and then you're like, okay, let me reach over and like pull over, like literally under his bed, like went over me to like pull it out, and like he had my like my hands are like this, and I was like, okay, like this is fun, and then went over, pulled a restraint out, and then my hand was like this. I'm like, um. What's happening? <laughs> What's yeah. happening right now? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. no, nah, that's that's real, <laughs> not that's real, not good. That's, would... that's um, that's like one of my bunker stories. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I always talk about. So yeah, I I would say there there is nothing that wild. And if I'm honest, like that dude is inappropriate and he can go fuck himself. Like that is no good behavior. If you're listening to this pod, that is no good behavior. <laughs> If you Not have a all. friend who is doing this and you know it, tell your friend. Um, but nothing that wild and inappropriate. What surprised me a hell of a lot, again, because I, I, I kind of had one, like there, there were a couple people before my, my ex-girlfriend, but then really like for, for 10 years it was just one and we, we were quite a vanilla couple. Um, mm-hmm. And so what surprised me in general and it's it's hard to know what percentage of this is just like people being more comfortable talking about sex meaning people who have kinks and different interests felt more comfortable sharing it and and to what percentage is just like people learn this a lot of people learn this older as as they experiment and so but what did surprise me was just the amount of people who had various um different desires and needs and and that 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 was like oh wow the whole the, the, it's a it's a whole crazy world out there that i've been missing um, 
that that was yeah. surprising. Um, yeah. And particularly, I guess, again, the, the gender dynamics of it meant that there, there were a couple of girls at different times who quite clearly wanted to be choked um, but did not know how, again, did not know how to ask. And, like, I'd have to be like, is are you doing that because that's like is that supposed to be a cue that I take because I, I don't know if you I'm not a psychopath I'm not just gonna you know I'm not gonna, gonna take up. yeah I'm not the, the risk of a misread in this situation is fucking so high like that, I'm not a yeah. gambling man at the best of times let oh alone roll the dice that you are into being choked like right that, okay if that's something you're into you need to tell somebody Correct. I'm like, listen, sex is great. So like, if we want to enjoy having sex with each other, we need to talk about shit that we like and what we don't like. So like, if we're, if I like to be choked, I'm going to tell you, hey, I like to be choked a little bit. Don't kill me. But I like to be choked. So what were, what were the cues that they, they did that were telling you like, I want to be choked. There's a lot of just pushing your hands there. (laughs) They just grabbed your hands and was like, yeah, just choke me. No, no, but if they had just said it, then it would have been. I wouldn't be telling this story because it'd be like, oh, surprising, but not interesting. But it was more yeah. like they push it there, and then I nothing. I, I, I'm like I said, I'm not running with this in case I'm wrong. And then so it would. It's it's not a comfortable or natural place to not like apply pressure because it's like, uh, and so I yeah. like my hands would move or whatever, and then they'd end up back there, and then like. On one occasion, like she started applying pressure herself uh, over the top of my hands. Um, which at this point, I mean, at this point, I'm redundant. You, you, you can go this alone, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so that was, I think, that was surprising, and just yeah, the, the number of um, different things like that 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 came out. Um, I, it was quite literally to, to quote Jasmine and Aladdin. It was a whole new world. It was, um, yeah. It was, um, it, it was surprising. Yeah, I mean, I will say now uh, people are more open to sharing their kinks on like these dating sites. Like, I will like start swiping, and then I'll see like somebody talking about their kink. Like, hey, I'm into this. So like you already know what you're getting into when you're like swiping right on me, which I'm all for because like there's people that like, you know, the extreme, not kink shaming at all, like, like to be in diapers. They like the feel of diapers. Like, I don't know, you know, like that's not something I'm into. So like, if you're into that shit, mm, we're probably not going to be compatible here. So it's one of those things where like now it's more, I feel like kinks are more acceptable now, like back when this happened, I like I was having vanilla sex. Like I I will like shout it to the roof. I was having vanilla sex. And this was a whole other like ballpark for me when like he pulled this shit out. I was like, I've never, this has never happened to me ever while having sex with somebody else. Like they've never restrained me or anything along those lines. And then yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a whole yeah whole new fucking world when somebody introduces something to and you're like uh what's happening um but yeah like it's but now I feel like the more like because I'm on I'm actually starting 
again, I'm restarting my dating journey again as we speak. And, um, and there is a lot of people that like are literally on their profiles and they're like, yeah, I'm into blah, 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 blah. I think, I think if you're, um, if it's, if it's a deal breaker to you and you know that, uh, it's something that is an acquired taste, I guess, to be as diplomatic about it as possible. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense because again, you, it's just considerate to not waste each other's time if you know that there is this, this massive deal breaker. I, um, I, I, I am so glad, if I'm honest, that I didn't have like one of those big, really fringe ones, which are completely fine, but just not for me in a way that the surprising would have meant that I would have not handled it as tactfully and respectfully as I would like to imagine I would. Like, I'm glad that didn't happen because, again, (laughs) theoretically and in actual practice, I, I... completely would not keep shame anyone but there are just some that I just know they're not for me in a wild way that you know mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't mean like going eat x x yuck yuck get away but yeah, I would yeah. laugh you know um, yeah yeah I'm glad that never happened to me <laughs> yeah like I um I follow this other podcast and they that's all that they talk they talk about like kinks and stuff like that and to see the many like different type of king it like literally like boggles your mind like some people like to be a dog and they like their significant other to pet them feed them do all the like walk them do all these things and that turns them on and I'm like um Mm. it's not for me it's a no for me um but you know (laughs) like it's a no for me dog but um I'm all for like whatever you want to explore sexually like do it up um but it's just it's so bizarre like there's just so many kinks out there like to like it just boggles my mind how many I'm just like back then obviously when I was 20 and I was having vanilla sex for me this was like wild to be tied up was wild right and now like I'll like talk to other friends that have had their like they've retired up too and they're like it's not that bad it's not that serious and I'm like but it was a lot for me at the time like yeah yeah, and and that's why communication is so important for this because it's like there's a bunch of stuff that that has happened now that I'm like, oh yeah, cool. That if if it wasn't spoken about before and and you know, oh we're gonna try it, cool. That mm-hmm. um that the actual just surprise would have been too much of a hurdle, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so actually, again, it, I think coming from a place where where you explore sexuality late um or like not sexuality but different kinds of of it um it it is one of those things where there's part of you that like you kind of like like you're stepping into narnia where you're like oh i thought this was just a fucking dusty old cupboard and you're telling me there's this whole other mystical land with all of these different possibilities in here okay i'm gonna need a minute to explore what all of these are and decide how I feel about them and then Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go in you know and and so if if if, um yeah if if somebody had you know off the bat no introduction been like you know like oh yeah I'm not going to talk about this but I'm gonna just try and get you to choke me mid-coitus it's just one of those things where you get your papers you're like uh Anthony, you know, Industries would like to politely decline <laughs> your application. Would like to thank you for your consideration for this position and respect your uh, 
upstart attitude, but uh, on this occasion you've been unsuccessful. Can we please just fucking finish what we started? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, my God. Like, dating is a whole, like, it's just, it's so crazy, and it's just such a whirlwind to, like, explore and all the crazy shit that comes with, like, dating and stuff. So, like, I have a question for you. So anybody out there, all the listeners that are listening right now, what advice would you give them? Because I know when you got out of your 10-year relationship and you went back in the game, like, what advice would you, like, so for me, like, I'm getting back into the dating world. Like, what would you give me, like, as advice for, to, like, put myself out there? It's a very good question. I think, I think there is no one-size-fits-all answer. And I think the more we we learn that, the, the the more we encourage people to date at the way in the way and at the rate that they enjoy the better mm-hmm. and then so that would be the the my answer is find a way to make the experience of dating fun regardless of the outcome and and that that was it for me is that like you know one of the really so I like meeting people I like getting an insight into to what new people think and so one of the things that I enjoyed about going on a bunch of first dates was like on a first date the thing is you're meeting the you're not even meeting that person you're meeting the person that that person wishes they were right mm-hmm. so you yeah. get to you're like oh this is what you think your best self is like and I mm-hmm. find that a wild insight into a world that that I shouldn't have in some ways. And so that was fun for me. And that's why I did it a bunch. And it also helped, like I said, it helped me not put too much emphasis on any one date because there was always so many lined up. It was like, Mm -hmm. and and so that was how I had fun. Other people, you know, maybe fun for you is that it's always you get some at the end of it. And then so make that clear. Be like, hey, if this date goes nowhere, I at least want to fuck. Like, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously that's harder for dudes, but at least you're being honest. Stop wasting people's time. And and you know, you may have much less dates, but at least you're dating people who you're dating in a way that is fun. It's not going to get as exhausting if it's fun for you. You know, whatever the things are that you need to keep having fun with it, do them. And mm-hmm. Because it is, at the end of the day, it is a fucking numbers game, right? The more dates you go on, the more likely you're going to find somebody who you're like, hey, there's something here. And even then, like, it, it works like a funnel. Like even then the, you, you go down the next level and then some of them drop off and some of them. So, so the more you have at the top, the better it is. So yeah, better, better find a way to have fun with it because most of them are going nowhere. <laughs> I love that. Um, I literally, like, 2020, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start putting myself out there. I'm going to get, like, I'm going to start dating because, like, I was, like, in a situationship. It didn't work out. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get myself back out there, whatever. And then a whole freaking pandemic hit. And then that was like, it was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. That is the worst. You just have 12 months just stewing with your fucking pinball to make your game plan. Yep. Like, this yep. is how I hit it. It's- no. I was like, I know what I'm doing. It's going to be crazy. Like, I'm just going to have so much, like, I'm just going to, like, just date and just, like, have a fucking good time. And it just, like, no. Corona was like, no, bitch. You're not doing <laughs> You're not doing that. That's true. Not- but at some point, 
when everybody feels a bit more comfortable because I, I I think there are some places in the world and some people who feel more comfortable than others right now. It's still not yeah. like where it will be. But at some point when everybody feels more comfortable, the pool of singles that you have to choose from is going to be a lot higher. There are a lot of COVID breakups that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the fact that people had to stay at home together too much. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to, maybe you'll make up for lost time. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, in um in Massachusetts right now, like all vaccines are going to be open in like literally a couple weeks. Like everybody will be eligible to like get like vaccinated and stuff like that, which is great. Um, so I'm like I'm waiting and I'm like, yep, it's going to be a hot girl summer. Like I'm I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready dude. for this fucking. I'm ready for this fucking journey. Like it's going to be great. You, you can start. You just again. Make sure you get consent. But you can start open mouth kissing people just to say thank you. Oh, you let me on the bus first. Would you like an open mouth kiss to say thank you? I cannot. I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait when I'm like, I mm, can I just kiss you? But obviously I'm not going to be like, do you have the Corona? Do you got it? Do you got it? Like, oh my God. You know? So I'm yeah. like, I cannot wait. Um, a lot of a lot of my friends already are, have already been vaccinated, which is great. So like, I'm just, I'm I can't wait for this us to get back to like some to- type of normalcy. Like even like I I can't honestly tell you during this like even during t- this time, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get back on the horse, whatever. I literally spoke to this guy on um, Facebook has like a dating thing now, like it's Facebook dating. And I literally messaged this guy and like, he was like, yeah, like let's meet up. And I was like, okay, as long as like we do it safely. Like, I don't mind. Like I would like to do like a social distance date. He literally unmatched me. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I "I guess we're not going to be safe here. (laughs) (laughs) It is such a fucking hard one. Right. Because obviously anybody Regardless, like you are making a very reasonable request, and even if yep. it was unreasonable, the the um or not even unreasonable, even if it was debatable how how reasonable, because that is like you're doing a hundred percent the right thing. Even if it was yep. like sixty forty, you're doing the right thing. The inability to consider that you would have a desire that is different to his, like go fuck yourself. But, <laughs> Correct. But, but the hard thing is. I, again, like in the way that I internet dated, like one of the things I liked to do was meet people in real life within the first week because I hate long tail messages. I hate writing the equivalent of pride and prejudice to somebody because one of the things that happens, like flirty kind of, oh, I think you're hot and we're, we're getting to know each other and it's interesting. That energy dies on text quickly. That energy lives in real life, right? Um and if you are doing stuff in real life, then you can keep it going in text because there is some yeah. uh, f- fuel for the fire. But if you don't meet, what ends up happening is you have to get deep emotionally to keep there being something to text about because otherwise you're going to run out of shit to say. And so Correct. if you text people for months and months and months or weeks and weeks and weeks without meeting, what happens is you get to the point where you've shared shit that you wouldn't have shared for a year and it's really hard to then go back to this flirty first date like energy yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, I know that last week we were talking about your deep depression and how you're scared you'll never be loved again, but woo, uh, it's, let's get flirty, you know. It it's really hard to make those things work together. No, seriously, it's 
That's why, like, I try not to prolong our talking, texting phase. Like, I try not to do that because literally, just like you said, when you get on the first date, like, that's what makes me comfortable because I'm like, we've talked. So I kind of know you. I feel like there's some comfortableness there. It's not really like, like, yeah, of course, I'm going to be nervous because we're meeting for the first time. But like, I'm a little bit comfortable with you because I kind of know you a little bit because like, We've gotten to know each other a little bit, so it makes it for a not-so-cringeworthy first date. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, like, if we talked for a long time, and then, like, I already know way too much about you, like, I have no idea what to talk about. Like, oh, uh, what, what did you eat for lunch today? Like, um... Yeah, and you need let's, to be at least two years into a relationship before that becomes a conversation starter, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, literally, like you, you know? said, before that first date, what I want is a bunch of stuff that I found interesting enough that I want to ask you more about them. But I don't want to know that. I, I want to be able to ask you more about them, you know? Oh, you know, you said you're into uh, downhill water polo skiing, some obscure sport, right? Yeah. I want to, I want you to tell me what that is, how you got into it, and why that's interesting. You weirdo, Correct. in person where I can see your face. I don't want to know that you got into that because it was your dad's dying wish, and now there's no fun in that conversation. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's. It's a lot. Um, I just, that's why, like, I'm trying, like, especially, I think before I used to do, like, the whole, like, talking for, like, a couple weeks before we met. And then it just, literally, when we would sit there, it just, sometimes it'd be, like, awkward silence or, like, I hate being in an awkward situation. Like, I hate it. So, like, I'll start talking about random shit, like, stupid things that, like, make no sense that, because, like, you're not really making any effort towards this conversation. And, um... Yeah, so, like, what kind of cheese do you like? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who doesn't answer my favorite's Gouda. Um, I don't know, the Amanda Bynes movie, do you remember that? Yeah, she's the man I love. love So anybody who doesn't doesn't answer what kind of cheese do you like with my favorite's Gouda, hunt them. (laughs) Yeah, like, get the the fuck out of here. Get out of here. I have nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's just... It's so, it's so crazy. So, like, anybody that's, like, listening, I'm like, please don't prolong the fucking little, like, texting, talking phase. Like, please make it as short as possible and then meet the person. Like, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. I've, it's burned me in the past. So, I'm just like, yeah, no, this is not for me. So, yeah. (laughs) Again, in terms of, like, making dating fun, um, one of the things that, your random question, what favorite, what, what's your favorite cheese, um, reminded me of is that, again, like I said, my tip is make it fun for you. And one of the ways that I did that was because, again, as I got jaded, the more first dates I went on, the more I realized that, you know, often you're dealing with the, the person that that person wishes they were. They've prepared these answers before. They've given them to a bunch of other people on other dates. I, I didn't want it to feel stale like that. And so what I would try and do is, Ask those kind of questions that, like, there's no way that they have prepared for, for them and just see how that conversation went. Um, yeah. And so, so like, one of my big ones was uh, I regret it now because he's really, he's really hurt me in a way that it no longer reflects well on me. But it was, like, 
four years ago, before Kanye went off the rails, I'd be like, yeah. Kanye is the most important musician of our generation. Discuss. <laughs> and, you know, just like, uh, or, or like, or free, I don't think free will exists. What do you think about that? Like, really just like try and get them off the tracks as early as possible. Yeah. Because I think, again, you'd learn interesting things about people. And as you said, there's a bunch of people who aren't ready and they're not having that conversation. And why? But that that's a good thing as well to find out who's willing to come with you, who's gonna who's gonna hold your hand on this little wild ride and see where it goes. Correct. Like I feel like I I'm a weirdo. Like I do like some weird shit. So I'm not, like I sing to myself. Like I just do some like you know do some really stupid shit. So I'm like um I need to see if we're on that same level. Like I can't be the only like weird person here. So like if I'm if I'm asking you like stupid shit, then um I'm hoping we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. You get 100%. my humor. A hundred percent. That's crazy. I oh my god. I'm gonna I'm not gonna keep you longer than I've already kept you. <laughs> so um I wanna thank you so much for coming on the show. Um this conversation has been great. I cannot wait for everybody to message me about your bunker. <laughs> bunker we're gonna put that in quotes date and see what they think about it um and what do you have happening right now if you want to like promote something just so that our listeners can know what's going on with you yeah so there's a couple things i i released my first stand-up comedy album right before um lockdown happened so that's Anthony Genot stand-up comedy album. It's on Apple Music, Amazon Music, all of the things. And then I have a weekly podcast where I invite one of my stand-up comedy friends to interview a different expert every week. So like I said, we've, we've interviewed a dating coach. We've spoke about the orgasm gap with like a psychologist who, who her whole job is trying to understand why the orgasm gap exists, which I think is the most fun job in the world. Um, wow. And yeah, and then we've also spoken about dinosaurs and space and weird shit like that. That's called Highbrow Dribble, um, www.highbrowdribble.com. And my, my uh, if you have a weirder story than my uh, doomsday bunker, I'll put it out to the listeners as well. If they hit you up and they've got a weirder story, shoot me an email, I'll buy them like a six pack of whatever they want. <laughs> I will. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the feedback from this episode because this, you know, that bunker story took me on a fucking ride. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I, I can't wait to hear your album. I definitely will listen to it once I we stop talking, so I can like hear how people, res- <laughs> how the responses to your bunker story, like how your take is on it, like the real take on your show. So, um, but yes, thank you so much. This was just a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. <laughs> Take care. Yes. <laughs> so that episode was so fun um he literally had me cracking up with his bunker like worst date story and I literally had to put myself on mute because I laughed so fucking much because it was just so ridiculous um 
like future reference if anybody out there is listening and you're into like bunker stuff like the same as this chick please make sure your the participating party is into it too like just don't fucking throw that shit out on somebody because um low-key it's you know if i was in his shoes i would have felt like i would have fucking got murdered so yeah Let's make sure we're on the same motherfucking page. Um, if you guys loved Anthony, I will be leaving all of his information, anything that he has upcoming. It will be in the show notes. So you guys can check him out, all his social media. Like I will put all that stuff in the show notes if you guys are really interested in him and want to go to one of his shows. Maybe like maybe you can top his story and maybe he'll buy you a beer. So Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. You were like such a treat. I'm so glad I had you on the show. Um, You are more than welcome to come back because this was such a great like talk. So I hope all of you guys have an amazing weekend Um, because when you guys hear this episode, it will be Friday and um, I don't know any better and I'm most likely going to go out tonight and get some drinks because um, I have no shame. But yeah. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.